Welcome to the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. Join us as we explore the future of farming, food, and nutrition. Aidan Connolly is Chief Innovation Officer and Vice President Corporate Accounts at Alltech, and he joins us to discuss innovation and the emerging technologies now transforming agriculture. Thanks for joining us, Aidan. Thank you. You've written that technological innovations have the ability to transform every link in the food chain, from seed to fork, as you put it. If you could give us your short list of emerging, potentially transformative agricultural technologies. Thank you, Tom. Well, (laughs) I think anybody who lives on the planet is very aware of the transformation which is taking place in all aspects of all businesses. Agriculture is no different. Um, I tried to summarize this one time because I think we're flailing around trying to figure out between uh, what we can do with gene editing, what we can do with digital technologies, uh, autonomous vehicles, which ones are going to truly transform agriculture. And, And in the end, I decided that I, I saw a paper written by Price Waterhouse where they call, talked about eight digital technologies that would transform the world. And so I applied that to agriculture. I've written quite a number of blogs. Uh, you'll have seen them both on the Altec page and my own LinkedIn page. And effectively, these they split into two different types for hardware, for software. So from a hardware perspective, we are thinking about things like sensors, We are thinking about things like robots. We're thinking about things like 3D printing. Um, So we're thinking about things that will collect information, uh, the Internet of Things, will collect data that we can then analyze. From a softer perspective, we're thinking of um, artificial intelligence. We're thinking of virtual reality. We're thinking of enhanced or augmented reality, the ability to to, to analyze. uh, And we're thinking of machine vision. So in, in essence, we're talking about the collection of information and we're talking about the creating uh, or putting that information in a form that people can see, people can act on, and people can take uh, management decisions based on that, the way that's presented back to them. These technologies are quite revolutionary. How has the pace of the development of these technologies, digital in particular, how has that changed farming from what it used to be? Well, I have to say it hasn't changed farming too much so far. Um, we have seen maybe, I would say, robots probably is the technology which has been most embraced so far. So from that perspective, when you go onto a dairy farm, you will see robots being commonly used. But robots are not yet used in in in, in swine farming or in, in poultry uh, as of yet, though that's going to be coming quite quickly. I think that we've seen already uh, the use of blockchain, uh, which is a technology, an electronic ledger, which allows you to trace food as it goes through the system. That's That has been embraced um, to some degree in food, for example, with turkeys, um, with uh, grains, for example, with soybeans. But again, I would say, uh, frankly, agriculture is coming a little late to the table. Uh, nonetheless, the opportunities in terms of how this can transform the business are probably greater in agriculture than they are even in other industries. What aspects of farming could undergo the greatest transformation from these technologies that you're talking about? If we think about what we do today on the farm, uh, be it in the field or with animals, we see a huge gap between the genetic capacity of the animal and what we actually achieve. 
this is most easily seen if somebody decides to set up a research center. They will typically, in that research center, see their yields in in corn or in soybeans or in terms of animal performance in milk, meat or eggs. Uh, they'll achieve a 10% better performance on the farm than they do in the field. So that tells you that there's an awful lot of potential. Genetically, we normally estimate that the genetic potential of an animal or of a plant is about 30% above what we actually get. Of course, a lot of this relates to relates to rainfall, relates to weather, uh, relates to management, relates to the use of uh, pesticides, um, fertilizers, um, uh, what we do in general to just get the most out of the out of out of those um, uh, plants or animals. So there is a very large gap, which data could plug, uh, particularly if we knew in real time what was happening. And I think that uh, from that perspective. Really, agriculture has lots of areas which could improve. Um, milk would be a classic example of that, but I, I think I could take any aspect of agriculture and expect it to be to to be improved through the use of technologies. If you were asked to compose a short list of the most important tech advances in agriculture of late, what would that look like? As mentioned, I think that robots probably is the one that have seen the greatest. Um, have been embraced the fastest and where we've seen the the greatest improvements in the shortest space of time. Sensors would be number two, uh, sensors in particular for dairy cows, uh, but other species starting to use sensors to detect in real time how much an animal is consuming, how much it's uh, that is eating or drinking, uh, how much weight gain is occurring, and if it's sick. We are seeing the use of drones to collect that same information in the field with uh, with uh, plants growing in the field. And of course, we're seeing it in terms of what's being done uh, with um, higher value crops uh, where the sensors are directly in the soil or on the plant. The ones that excite me, blockchain, I think, has tremendous potential to be used in the near future. Um, I think that things like augmented reality, where you could imagine walking into a field or into a barn and wearing goggles that would provide you with information that would allow you to manage those animals or those crops is very important. And although I don't think virtual reality is going to be something we see being used in the near future, in fact, we already see that being used in the food industry. McDonald's is already allowing using that to allow consumers to see where food is being produced on farms and to, in effect, uh, visit those farms uh, virtually uh, to see to see what's happening. To what extent are artificial intelligence and robotics playing roles in farming? Um, robotics, as mentioned earlier, are something that I believe has immediate relevance. We are finding it more and more difficult to get people to work on farms. Uh, that's in particular relevant in the West, Western world. So I'd say uh, Western Europe, uh, the United States, obviously, with lots of discussion about immigrant labor, is uh, is facing some of the same issues. But surprisingly, robotics are increasingly an issue in places like Brazil, processing plants. Uh, people don't necessarily want to work in pig farms anywhere in the world. So I think even in the Chinas, uh, we will see the increasingly the use of robotics on farm. Um, artificial intelligence 
can transform every aspect of the business of farming, particularly what I would call the smarter jobs. So even things like veterinarian uh, interventions, uh, nutritional advice or nutritional uh, changes, um, anything where human intelligence is involved and where decisions are being made, I can see that artificial intelligence can allow us to replace some or a lot of that uh, that role um, by allowing real-time decisions to be taken based on real-time information. Disruptive innovation creates new markets and reshapes existing markets. What new markets are on the horizon and how are existing markets being reshaped by these developments? A lot of the time it seems that these digital technologies that all we're doing is collecting information which allows us to do the current job better. And honestly, I think that is true. I think that plays a very large part of what we're seeing at the moment. Greater traceability, greater information to the consumer, greater information for management decisions. But I wouldn't discard the ability of technology to open markets maybe that haven't been there before. Uh, The most obvious one, obviously, will be the ability to produce food at a lower cost in existing farms. Um, which obviously would allow that food to be given to more of the 7 billion mouths that we have to feed. There is the opportunity to create food in new ways. We do see um, farms in urban settings. Uh, For example, hydroponics requires the use of sensors, uh, the ability of uh, cameras to make decisions in real time about how to irrigate uh, could be very important and also consumer transparency, that consumers can see uh, the food being grown, how it's being, um, what interventions are taking place, and maybe a little bit more information on what's actually happening on the farm, either the farm in the countryside or the farm in the city. With the emergence and the arrival of all these new technologies, each demanding a lot of investment of time and money to acquire and to implement, uh, do you have some advice for producers about how to manage all that? I think the general uh, history of agriculture has been um, a little bit, um, how would I say, there's been a conflict between the sales and marketing function and the purchaser, that is the farmer. I'm sure uh, 8,000 years ago when the first salesperson arrived on the farm trying to convince a farmer to use his seed, uh, which he had uh, harvested and held, Probably that farmer was, even at that stage, wondering what was the price going to be? What were the conditions? What did he need to barter in return? The reality is with these this new level of technology, we're typically talking about startups. And startups are small by their nature, start, small companies. Many of the startups, because people increasingly live in cities, don't have a history or background in agriculture. So they don't often understand fully the benefits of the technology that they're promoting. Sometimes they promote too many benefits instead of focusing on the ones that are really relevant to farmers. So I'd say to farmers, indeed to companies, anybody engaging with startups in the agricultural space, try to be as friendly as you can and try to be as understanding of the person on the other side of the desk or the other side of the tractor who's trying to explain to you why this technology might help you and try to see if you can help that person actually be successful. Transformative digital technologies are essential to the future of producing food efficiently, effectively, and safely, and therefore to the, to, the, to the future of the planet. 
Startups will be a part of bringing those technologies to us. If they are successful, we will be successful. So our goal has to be to make them successful and make it possible for them to succeed. You mentioned blockchain technology, and I'm wondering about it, what seems to me to be kind of a conflict or a conundrum, but I'm sure you can explain this, uh, how a supply chain ledger system can be at once transparent and secure. I think a lot of your listeners will not be familiar with the phrase blockchain, or if they will, or if they are, they probably have never gone to read up on it. Uh, I'd suggest they do so. There's a lot of great videos and simple stuff on the internet. The way I understand it for myself, I've explained it to myself, if you like dumbing it down, is that it's very similar to Bitcoin. It's something that's virtual, in this case, a virtual invoice that passes from person to person. And yet that person uh, cannot see who held that invoice at various stages of the process. In the case of something like food, where maybe there is a farmer producing eggs and those eggs are cracked and produce, we produce a liquid egg from it, and that liquid egg might be further fractionated and used in a variety of food products with many people involved in the processing. Sometimes not everybody wants to know, uh, wants everybody to know in the chain where they purchased their raw material from and maybe even where the supplier of their supplier bought their raw material from. So in that system, a virtual um, invoice is really exciting because it allows us to gain that traceability without giving up the secrecy. And I think from my perspective, a little bit like Bitcoin can move from person to person and still retain its value. And that's what the blockchain allows us to do. And that's really the excitement uh, I think we have in agriculture and in the food chain in general about a technology that can do that. Clearly, as you would appreciate, Tom, um, Walmart has made a big noise about the fact that they've embraced this originally in China. They're now starting to use it here in the United States. Clearly, we see um, discussions with many of the other major food companies about the same thing, about what they can do. And uh, I mentioned earlier the soybean trades are taking place with China. Uh, That uh, was done by uh, Dreyfus, which is one of the big uh, grain trading companies. They put a blockchain system in place for the first time. But I see blockchain as being capable of transforming uh, every aspect of where food moves from one one supplier to another. And do you see blockchain technology combating fraud in food labeling? Um, It certainly has the potential to do so. It is um, not possible for somebody to manipulate. So, yes, uh, from that perspective, it ticks that box. It allows us to gain transparency without losing secrecy. Secrecy, for rightly or wrongly, has been a big part of the way food has been produced in the past. People have not wanted everybody to know what what they're what they have done uh, in in their manufacturing process. So yes, I, I do think that it will be. Um, I think it'll be mandated, if not by governments. Certainly, I could see it being mandated by food companies because the concern all the time has to be if I have a food recall. Where did that problem come from and how easily and quickly can I trace it back? Among the technologies that we've talked about and maybe some that uh, we have not touched on, do you see any that uh, have the potential of mitigating world population growth? Well, if mitigate by mitigating world population growth, you mean um, providing enough food for all the people that are going to be on the planet. That's what I mean. (laughs) uh, I definitely think that – If we look at that 30% gap in data, 30% gap in information, 
you could simplistically transform that into a 30% increase in food production. However, we know that there are areas where we could make even greater gains. Food waste is an obvious one. We say that we lose a 30% of our food between um, the uh, the plate and our mouth in the West. They say that 30% of the food is wasted between the farm and the plate in, in, in the developing world. So clearly there are tremendous gains that could be made to reduce the loss of food in the food system and the food chain as it exists at the moment. Um, I've already mentioned genetic potential, uh, the ability to apply resources, in particular scarce resources like water and land, more efficiently will also become a very large part of what we see in the future with these digital technologies. And you're watching these digital technologies, all of these technologies emerging, keeping an eye on them. What would you say is the most amazing thing that you've seen come along lately? Maybe I'm a little bit like the kid in the candy shop. I'm amazed by everything that's coming. Um, I have seen many technologies that I truly believe uh, are transformational. One that really excited me, it might seem that big a deal perhaps to some listeners, but they've created an egg that you can put under a light, and from that light you can tell whether the egg is male or female. Now at the moment in the layer industry, we hatch um, 18 billion eggs because we need 9 million females to produce the to grow up to be laying hens and to produce the eggs. Um, That means that 9 million eggs are laid and hatched to become males who do not get used as uh, laying hens. In the past, those were euthanized. Um, However, that's increasingly unacceptable to consumers. So we're here in the United States. Uh, I know similar moves in the UK and the Netherlands looking at ways to achieve it. If you had an egg that glowed differently under a light, that obviously would be very exciting. In the case of the chicken meat industry, the broiler industry, we know males grow differently than females. If we could shine a light and know which were males, which eggs were males and which were were females, we could hatch them in different trays. We could uh, put them into different houses. We could feed them differently, grow them for different periods of time, etc. So that's simple, really not that simple, but simple from the perspective of what you would do with that technology. Uh, transformational in terms of what we could see from a world perspective. Aidan Connolly is Chief Innovation Officer and Vice President Corporate Accounts at Alltech. Thank you very much, Aidan. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ag Future Podcast, presented by Alltech. For show notes and more episodes, visit alltech.com forward slash agfuture.